From a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Anne Hood is the author of, by my count, over two dozen books, including the New York Times bestselling The Obituary Writer and The Knitting Circle. Her most recent novel, The Book That Matters Most, features Ava, whose 25-year marriage has fallen apart, and the healing power of literature. Anne Hood will be in Columbus with the Thurber House on Tuesday, September 6th. More information is available at crafttheshow.com. Welcome to Craft, Anne Hood. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm certainly happy to be talking to you today. Now, since the characters of The Book That Matters Most discuss books that are most important to them, I thought a good way to start might be to discuss the book that would, for you, be the book that matters the most. Ah, uh, yeah, it's fair, fair question. If you're going to title a book that, you have to answer it yourself, don't you? Um, you know, I feel like it depends on, there should be a caveat to that, which is the book that mattered most when you were a child or a teenager or, you know, matters most to you right now, because I love the way the right book falls into your lap at the right time. And for me, that book as a child was Little Women. You know, the first novel I read with all those chapters that covered so much time. The first novel I read that I wanted to be one of the characters in the book, which was Joe March. I think every female writer would say that almost. Um, but then as a teenager, I fell in love with Marjorie Morningstar. And uh, it somehow spoke to me about this yearning for a life in the arts, something exciting and not, you know, mundane like, like your parents had. <laughs> and then in college, <laughs> and then in college, I read The Great Gatsby, and uh, you know, I was writing my own stories at the time, and it sort of opened my eyes to what literature really reads like, and feels like, and needs to do. So I'm cheating and giving you three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, <laughs> so is The Great Gatsby still the book that matters the most for you? Since you mentioned that as the most recent one. Well, you know, I do reread that book every year. Just the love of language, and and I, I will say that I am a huge fan of Fitzgerald in general, in particular his short stories. Uh, but I think The Great Gatsby is the great American novel. I know that's, an, you know, a, them fighting words, but that's what I think. Okay. So I was kind of hoping that um, during the writing of the novel, the book that matters the most, maybe it had changed for you um, as you grew to examine other people's or or create other people's books that mattered the most for them as children, it might have awoken some memory of yours that uh, was uh, challenged, say, the supremacy of little women, but that didn't happen for you. No, you know, it was actually a very interesting process. When I landed on the idea uh, for the next two or three years as I was writing the book, I asked everyone who came into my house what book mattered most to them. And I was prepared for a notebook full of titles and, you know, for something to really surprise me and and excite me. But the same two dozen books came up every time. And I didn't need the notebook I had bought to carefully record all these wonderful titles. (laughs) They were pretty much the ones you think people would pick. (laughs) Right. But at some point, I feel like you're asking people and they say something, you go, oh, that one. Black Beauty. Yawn. Oh, jeez. Um, so you didn't have anybody who, you know, really surprised you, like Das Kapital or something uh, by you Marx know. or something? No, okay. No, not really. Um, there were a few outliers, and it seemed like those outliers were people said the bo- a book that they had read recently that was a contemporary book that I suspect in five or ten years they would not choose it. You know what I mean? It was the book they'd most just finished mm-hmm. more than the one that mattered most. So, but so you're going to discount I the read- Nicholas Sparks novels. 
Is that what you're getting at? Perhaps. Okay. Perhaps. Uh, but it was, I reread all the books that people said. And so I did remember with great affection and fondness, some of them, like Rebecca was one of the ones chosen to, to my surprise. And I had read that book when I was, I don't know, in high school or something. And it is a wonderful, wonderful book. And I was glad to reread that again, but I can't say it moved up a notch to the book that mattered most to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really glad no one chose Moby Dick because I would have had to read it again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> Were there, well, you know, speaking as a, a person with a, a doctorate in English who has never read Moby Dick, um, Ooh, I feel you. your pain. Uh, I, I could never get into that book. Was there ever a book that uh, somebody said that, uh, you know, was uh, upon rereading, you thought, man, I don't know why this is on the list of so many people? Uh, no, not really. I mean, they picked wonderful books. I, uh, War and Peace is not a book I adore, but, you know, so maybe, but I'm not surprised people chose it. Um, lots of Jane Austen. And I will, I will confess to you, Doug, that I never really got the Jane Austen addiction that some people have. Like, you know, I enjoyed her novels when I read them, whenever that was. But uh, it remains mysterious to me, people who love her and read her over and over. But I wasn't surprised she appeared. Right. Uh, so now, oh, you know, someone chose, uh, many people chose, and I, I put it in the book, uh, The Unbearable Lightness of Being, mm. which was another book that, I liked it okay when I read it. I would never pick it in my top 50 (laughs) of the book that mattered most. Right. But enough people said it, and it was different enough that I I used it in the book that matters most. Okay. So the book, as we've said, um, uh, has a number of characters who are in book clubs. And uh, so they feature prominently. And your website includes the following information, which I found really interesting. Quote, my publisher challenged me to visit 60 book clubs before my 60th birthday on December 9th. Yes. You're sighing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the exhaustion. <laughs> How did this challenge arise, and could Central Ohio help you meet your goal? Because I assume you're doing some of these uh, virtually. I am doing them virtually, and Central Ohio can absolutely help me. I will Skype with anyone who contacts me on my website. Uh, I was at, you know, the publicity meeting that typically happens before a book is published. And um, my publicist got a thoughtful look, which is usually brilliant and terrifying in equal measure, and said, aren't you having an important birthday this December? And isn't it interesting that the book's pub date is August 9th, exactly four months before that important birthday? Why don't you go to a 60 book clubs, one for every year of your life, you know? And I I jumped on it because for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is I love visiting book clubs. It's so much more fun than, you know, doing a reading or giving a keynote talk somewhere. It's really, uh, you know, you're you're with typically a smaller group who's read the book and has great questions about it. Whereas when you give a reading, many people haven't are yet to read the book. So you're more explaining it and you get such insights about the characters and the situations. And uh, so I like visiting book clubs. I jumped on it. Um, I put it on social media, and um, I'm pretty close to 60 already. I've done, the book came out, I don't know, nine days ago, and I've done 18 so far. Mm. Now, I I did have the the brilliant idea myself of combining them, like bring another book club so you do two at once or something, or 12 at once, as I did the other day. But I am available for Skype, and um, if you go to my website and click on Contacts, 
uh, that goes right to me and you can tell me about your book club and we can set up a Skype date. My wonderful son runs my, my website and set up a special book club section, but didn't tell me how to use it. And then he went off to Europe for six weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we'll, I'll be able to access that. So I say do the contact. Right, right. Well, hopefully you can, you know, uh, level some sort of uh, motherly guilt on him at some point <laughs> to let him know about this, which is what I would try to do, fatherly guilt. But I don't know that that works as well. So, Thanks for the tip. <laughs> on your website at anhood.us, you mentioned that you were a stewardess who wrote your first novel, Somewhere Off the Coast of Maine, on international flights and on the train to the plane, which was the subway mm-hmm. up to JFK. Right. How has your writing process changed since then? I imagine you're not <laughs> writing on subways anymore, but what, what's different now for you as a writer? I, I will say that that did teach me I can write anywhere. So if I'm on a book tour and I, you know, I carry my computer with me at all times, I am one of the lucky people who can tune out the noise and get work done on moving vehicles, trains, you know, planes, buses. Uh, but luckily, I don't usually have to do that. Um, I write on a laptop computer curled up somewhere in my house, you know, often in my bed, in my pajamas. Um, and I try to write two hours a day at least. And when I'm deep into a new novel, I write about six hours a day. What makes you stop? Do you, are you one of these people that says, um, you know, I need to stop with a cliffhanger for myself? Or do you just say, that's it, I've, I've written everything I want to write? Yeah, it's, it's more the latter. I, I feel like if I push past six hours, it really is the law of diminishing returns. The, right, the prose suffers, I suffer, <laughs> the reader would suffer. Um, and the two hours is when I'm kind of in a busy time in my life and just starting a novel. For me, that's the hardest part. It's just getting the engine going, you know. So the two hours seems eternal, and I'm watching the clock and happy when, when I'm done. Um, but as I understand the story and characters more, I can't stop. And typically, it hits six hours, and a kid wants dinner or, you know, Darkness has fallen, and it's time to time to stop. I just imagine, you know, all the people outside your bedroom door with plates, um, and you know, saying we've we've suffered. You know, we're going to, to Europe if you don't feed us. A little Oliver Twist in my house. right. Yeah, can I have small? Um, you've won a variety of literary awards. You've got two Pushcart prizes, a Best American Spiritual Writing Award a Best American Food Writing Award, a Best American Travel Writing Award, among others. How do you normally find out that you've won, and how do you react? Oh, I, 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 it's so wonderful. I love winning things. <laughs> I react happily. It's a great enthusiasm and excitement. Uh, typically, you get an email from either the editor who chose it um, or my agent or editor directly. Um, but, you know, you kind of know when these things are decided. So there's a little bit of hopeful anxiety <laughs> that precedes hearing. Okay. Do you have a, a ritual like you you go out to a certain restaurant uh, to celebrate or is it just whatever happens to be nearby? Yeah, that's a great question. It's actually very private for me. I just walk around feeling completely pleased with myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> There's where's where where is where's mom? She's she's pleased with herself. She's just wandering around. 
I, I hope that you have exactly. a tiara and a little scepter that you're speaking to the subjects with, something like that. I have dropped those hints, but my family has not picked up on them. Has those. not picked up. That is sad. Well, Anne Hood, I thank you very much for talking to me today. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to you coming to the Thurber House on Tuesday, September 6th, where you'll talk about your most recent novel, The Book That Matters Most. Thank you so much. This was great fun, and I'm looking forward to being in Columbus. Thanks, Doug. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative.